ready? Ready. Do do. Are you ready? Do do. Well, you better get ready. No, <laughs> you're going again. Bow to the mask. Will you do the intro? Recognize. <laughs> degenerate into something. This cruel? is a disaster. I think yeah. Degenerate into something cool. Cruel or cool? As I always take it as C O O L. Like I cool. just got bored, caught. What is it? I, I just got I to hear it. Of doing what you told me to do. <laughs> That's the brakes, boy. Hit me with the intro, Jamo. Let's That's go. That's the brakes, little man. Let's go. Whiskey mania. This is not making the episode. <laughs> you better recognize that it is. Will you for do sure. the uh, Will you do yes. the intro, <laughs> ladies <laughs> and gentlemen? Hello and welcome to another edition of Just What the Internet Needed More of. That's, That's right. right. It's a wrestling <laughs> podcast. It's another wrestling podcast. It is called, called Top, Top Marks. Marks. It's another wrestling podcast called Top Marks. Marks. My name is Justin Morissette, <laughs> and with me once again, as always, is the son of a bitch himself. <laughs> He's a real piece of shit. <laughs> We've been doing shots of Jameson for every single match yeah. on the entire WrestleMania card. Josh Custodio. Justin, I have to tell you something. You called me a son of a bitch. Yeah, I'm extremely drunk, though, so you have to forgive me. No, no, I don't mind that you called me a son of a bitch, but you know who's a listener to this program. Your mother. Yeah. yeah so that makes... That's true. Mrs. Custodio. Yeah. I apologize. She's a she's the greatest woman walking. She's well. been very sweet to me, and honestly, I've never even met her. Yeah, so I'm yeah. way out of line. Yeah, I mean, you call me anything. Don't call me a son of a bitch. Yeah, I'll call you a fucking dickhead asshole. Oh, is Gil here already? No. <laughs> no, he's not. Ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, thank you for jumping on with us. This is, uh, I'll say, Justin, what, like a half episode of our normal top mark? Yeah, I mean, it's not quite... <laughs> What I'm going to call Half Marks. Right, right, right. Which is coming out on the Patreon feed as you listen to this. Because earlier today, Josh uh, recorded an episode without me. Yes, well, I felt bad. Well, I was at work. I was producing a Blue Jays game for the radio. And uh, Josh was, of course, uh, getting knee-deep into Lucha Underground and Impact and Ring of Honor action. Yeah. With, it- with our friends Brock and Max. And, of course, without me... It's not top marks. No. It's certainly not full marks without the two of us. They were both so wonderful, Justin, uh, Max, and Brock. But there, there's nothing like the hashtag good friends. No, we're, it's me and you. That's the real deal. We're calling it half marks. Yeah, I think when that, one of us isn't on the show. I think that makes sense. So what would tonight be? Something we're not doing the three rounds. This is just this uh, is called cut marks, basically. Yeah, Lord Almighty. To give an idea of uh, Justin, your your current inebriation, I said. Okay, let let's get this recording going. And you looked me in the eye and said, "I'm on my own time, bitch." <laughs> I said I had to do two more shots of Jameson. <laughs> yeah, and I have four more cans of hay, y'all, before we can get going. So, Justin, we're here at sort of uh, hour, I don't know, thirty something, a very little sleep, lots of uh, eating, and you hey, know. Before we start, yeah, I feel like you're you've been concerned about my sleep patterns and sleeping in general. I, do you want to get into this? I, I mean. 
it's going to come up on half marks without me, so we may as well address it while I'm in the room. Uh, Justin slept in my home here, Studio Beard How 5, last night. He's done that multiple times. Yeah, but, exactly. But, but last night, Justin, I, you sounded like you were dying. Like, we were concerned. That's Max a- and I had to talk about whether we should wake you up and make sure, like, you were alive. You were, like, gasping for has air. Has that happened before when I've slept you no, before? No, never. Yeah. No, it's mostly, it's, like, depends on the state of, like, uh... Uh, inebriation that I've been in. Well, and also the state of like overall fatigue. Okay, so you were very fatigued and very drunk last night. Probably a combination. Because the yeah. noise is emitting your body. I, uh, I mean, is this good to the listeners? Do you want me to talk about my night at four a.m. last night? My what you thought was like sleep apnea. Yeah, as I, I mean, was like choking to death. I woke up at like four a.m. last night to rock a piss, and I'm in the can, and I can hear from my living room this noise, and I'm like. What is that? You know, I had my window open in my room, so I go out and I check the alley. You know, you're sort of in a half-awake stupor. And I was like, where is this noise coming from? So I re-exit to our living room, and it's emitting from your body. It was mm-hmm. like a mix of gasping for air at points and then like a hum. You were like, ah. <gasps> <gasps> ah. <gasps> I was like, is he okay? And I look at Max, and Max is like, I don't know if this guy is okay. But I'm glad you're still here, Justin. I got three different sleep modes, let me tell you. Yeah? One of them is completely silent. <laughs> Okay. The other one is like a chainsaw going off, like a snore, like a there chainsaw. There was a bit of that, yeah. And the other one is like, I, I sound like Shane McMahon having just been pop-up powerbombed <laughs> onto a ladder. And I'm like, <laughs> those Those are extremely weird noises. That is what Shado sounds like. Just I thought we'd hop on right after, get our fresh impressions of WrestleMania. Yeah, we, we finished just watching. finished watching WrestleMania. The show went off the air 40 minutes ago. We yeah. probably could have been on the air earlier than this afterwards except of course i had to set up all the gear and i had some extra booze to drink yeah you were on your time exactly (laughs) hey fuck you man i'm doing it on my own time but justin as we sit here at the the end of wrestlemania we're not going to break down the round so this is going to be a quick little what do i think of the show overall what's your feeling uh, my feeling is that maybe I was like too racist. <laughs> For that, I apologize. <laughs> you don't need to tell the listeners. No, about this. sure I do. Of course I do. <laughs> okay, well, what am what am I if not the most earnest boy? The most honest boy about everything that's happened uh, I, ever in my life. Well, Justin, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, Justin, you did an Oscar impression tonight. Well, that no, wasn't... we were all doing Oscar impressions. When Oscar hopped on the mic after her match, which was a shocking match. Why don't we talk about this when we get to as it? As we will all talk about later. I, we all did a dueling impressions of Oscar getting on the mic and doing every famous well, promo I mean, it was in just history. you and Xavier. Just the two of you. And you also. You were doing no, it No, I said, what if Oscar did the pipe bomb and then it exploded? <laughs> it was fun. I had a good time. <laughs> and maybe some of the impressions of Oscar were not the most racially sensitive. And yeah. for that, I apologize. They maybe were, but I don't know who you're apologizing to. And then when we were talking about... No one here... We goes- were all talking about Nakamura as if he was a heel. Yeah. And then he turned heel. Yeah, that was interesting. Justin, we're, I, I gotta get you on track. I compared him to... Uh, where Japan fell on uh, the axis Wait in a World second. War II. Are you drunker than me? Of course I oh, am. Oh, god damn it. I was, but I was trying to, to make a joke about like clearly. Yeah. I started out by saying that Nakamura had very progressive politics. Yeah. Because AJ Styles was slamming the Democrat <laughs> like yes. Kid Rock wanted him to. 
Uh, and he fuck he thought was the funniest thing that's ever happened in the world. Apparently, <laughs> well, he, he certainly did. <laughs> and then everyone was like, well, "I don't know. Do you? How can you assume that Nakamura has progressive politics?" Well, yeah. And then someone said he wears red trunks like Republicans. Yeah, that's what I said. I said he's wearing red. He's obviously a Republican. And then I said, "Well, of course we can't forget what side Japan fell on in World War II." <laughs> we all laughed at that. All right, <laughs> but then but apparently I'm a huge racist. Also, just I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> all look, I don't think you're we had, racist. We had friends over tonight who had their girlfriends over who have never met me before yeah. or have met me one time before at emo night when I was like waiting on a business email to come in and was like the most stone silent person who's ever existed. Yeah, yeah. And so their whole impression of me is that I'm an awful racist. Yeah, she, I mean, she probably thinks you're, you're a little out to lunch. Sure. She thinks I'm the worst man who's ever lived. No, she does not. No one thinks that. Everyone thinks that. No one thinks you're that. Josh... I bring it up on the show because even the listeners think that. No, they don't. Everyone they prefer you that. to me. Do this, they? Absolutely. One hundred percent. No, I don't want to see that. <laughs> I do. It would make me feel good. Well, okay, all right. I'll <laughs> use my alternates to vote for you because uh, I don't care what these people think of me. This is this is the most quintessential whiskey mania conversation we could possibly have. Let's get to mania. Here we go. Yes. What did you think of the show? I'm. I had to miss the pre-show because I produced the Blue Jays broadcast yep. this afternoon. I was very upset about that. Yep. Because I was promised that I would be done work by three p.m. And I was at work until 3.45. Yeah, so you And were. that was a huge pain in the ass. Were you, was there anything you were sad? It was the two Battle Royals I and the Cruiserweight did, match. Be, here's the thing. Yeah. Here's an interesting thing that you might not even know. Maybe Go ahead. I'll drop some knowledge on you right now. I'm excited, bud. They streamed the entire pre-show on Twitter for free. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so, I didn't know that. So I watched Cedric Alexander versus Mustafa Ali while I was at work. Well, why don't we start there if you saw that? I, I thought this match was a little bit uh, flat. I had higher expectations. I was surprised that they had Cedric work heel for the entire yeah, match. I agree. And then have him win the match. It did seem very strange. If I could reverse for a little bit here. Uh, did you see Ali's entrance? I did not. I thought it was excellent. He I, wore... He wore like a, a uh, LED light, sort of like DJ Z face mask with his eyes exposed. I love Mustafa Ali. Yeah, he's dope. He's dope as hell. Look, tell him. And I said that I've said this on the show before. I wanted Mustafa Ali to win the match because Cedric has had his time. He's been yeah. a character in the spotlight on 205 Live for the entire run of this show, and not in an interesting way. Mustafa Ali. Has been around, but has not had the spotlight the, until until now. And he's been supremely interesting every single time they've shown it on him. Every single time he's done something on his own, his yeah. entire Twitter presence, I think maybe nobody in the entire company has better social media than Cedric Ali. I or, think, or Mustafa yeah, Ali, rather. I think Gulak and Rusev are the two guys who come to mind for that. Uh, but for me. in the oh, Cruiserweight specifically. Yeah, I can agree with that, I think. He's one of the best people on Twitter to follow on the entire roster. Well, it's interesting to me. I always like when you see a guy step up, right? And uh, Mustafa Ali being in this position, he's obviously stepped up. And I think that that's really cool to see. Did you find it's, this match a bit of a letdown? Yeah, especially with Cedric working heel if you're yeah. gonna be the predominant heel for the entire match fucking lose yeah i uh I, I have to agree and i feel like this was a match you probably could see on most weeks of 205 live you know what i mean i don't disagree so at all let's jump over to the men's battle and this is one like look when blake picked this as the sleeper of the weekend right we both thought that he'd just made 
the most brilliant pick in the world. Yeah. Because, of course, we both think that Blake Murphy is the smartest man on earth. I think he's great. Um, and ultimately, I don't know that he did because this did no. not really live up to what I th- was hoping for. They got the same slot and probably the same amount of time as like Neville versus yep. Austin Aries. And look, are either of these guys as talented as Neville versus Aust- or Austin Aries? No. The answer is no, obviously. But can both of them have a good match that could live up to what both those guys did last year? Definitely. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And so, so it's a disappointing note to start the show on. I, I mean, I didn't see either Battle Royal. I have nothing to go on there. Did you watch the pre-show? Yeah, I, I watched both Battle Royals. Uh, do you know the results of them? Yeah, that Matt won with the assist from the return of Bray. I thought this was cool, actually. I was sort of hoping that Bray might have a different look. He mostly looked like Bray Wyatt. He, he, came, had out, a different he came out in, like, the apron. Yeah, he had the apron. He did have a bit of a different he, hairstyle. He looked like Bray from two years ago, basically. Yeah, with the dra- but yeah, I was hoping for a bit more of, like, a clear character change for Bray Wyatt, but I loved that they solidified, as you know I called on the show, the, the alliance between the two of them. Now, now, I predicted, as you might have noticed, literally every match on this entire show wrong. Ah. Other than, actually, I did predict Charlotte to win, so that was yeah, right there in the end, but not how I said it would happen. Sure. And also, uh, you know, every, there's not a person on earth who didn't pick Ronda and Angle. Obviously. Well, me. No, of course not. Uh, the women's. So I just touched on the men's battle royal, as these things often. I think we are. all picked Nile. So yeah, I, I thought that this was mostly a forgettable match. This men's battle royal, nothing all too much. I, I was happy the rival, but, the revival, got eliminated. Both of them at the same time. I but thought I, this was a nice touch. I bring up my obviously wrong predictions in every match because I thought the battle royal on the Andre side, in particular, as it often is from year to year, would be kind of like a prime slot. For someone to either get called up from NXT or return from injury. Yeah. And largely, neither of those things happened in this match. Yeah. Like, obviously, Bray returned as the late entrant to help Matt win, but he wasn't technically in the match, I don't think. Bray was not, no. And nobody, like, there was not a big cast. There was not a Samoa Joe. There were no returns from injury. Well, I, I think we can get more into that, but yeah, this I show think, was very light on this. I think we're all going we're gonna to see all of those on both Monday and I Tuesday, hope so. yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. on Raw and SmackDown this week. So that's mostly the uh, the pre-show. I don't have a ton to say about this Women's Battle Royal. Uh, I thought that it was a good moment, Bailey eliminating Sasha, even though the crowd didn't seem all that hot for it. Uh, that was the ending to that. I hope uh, that. And then, but, but Naomi coming in afterwards actually elicited a pretty good reaction from our room here. Really? Uh, yeah, more of like sort of a, a cool surprise setup, I think. I don't think anybody was. Uh, but when she hit the rear view on Bailey, people were pretty stoked. Now, is this I'm... indicative of a Bailey heel turn that Sasha goes for the the handshake and then Bailey throws her out? No. Or is that I, just good I competition? Ho- I hope not. Yeah. Like, we've talked about this a bit on the show before about how, like, they assume, and I said this, I think, either last week or the week before, they assume that Bailey's sticking up for herself and having any amount of backbone is an inherently heel. No matter thing. what, heel, yeah. And I hope that is not the case. I do not want a Bailey heel turn. Not yeah. not in this way. Not in the way that any degree of her sticking up for herself or 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 being a tough person in any regard is like that makes Bailey heal. Yeah. That's a waste because that makes her her babyface persona as we said during the Alexa Bliss feud look like a complete idiot. 
that you cannot have one degree of toughness in your entire character yeah, you have to, be to stand up for yourself at all, at any point, no matter what stakes you face. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So that's uh, that sort of wraps up the pre-show there. But now we move on to the main card, which opened with this uh, icy triple threat no, match. Before between... we move on, though. Oh, okay, yeah. And I hate to do this because no, no. I always do this. Go ahead. Like, Naomi is kind of a weird choice, right? Yeah, I, I mean, like I, it felt I like would call it were, a bad choice. If they were going to put it on a, like, underdog babyface who hasn't had a lot to shine on lately. Yeah. Becky should be the yeah. natural pick, right? Yeah, I don't really understand, like, Naomi besides, like, some sort of long-term thank you if she's leaving the company or something. I, I would say a bad pick more, s- more than a surprising one. I don't get it. I said this both, I think, on the show and on our Twitter, like, two months ago. Yeah. There was a time. Yeah. When Naomi was, like, undisputably a good worker who had good matches and had come a long way from what we all expected of her years prior. Yeah. And was, like, one of the most over people on either women's roster. Yeah, I But I, I that think. time is over. Yeah, she's, she certainly hasn't retained much. That, hey, maybe this is the, the kicking off point for her. Uh, how about this IC title match, though? Finn Balor versus The Miz versus Seth Rollins. Uh, this was a bit of a crackerjack, I thought. I liked this match a lot. I thought it was a good match. You were surprised that this came before the U.S. title match I in was. the grand scheme. I said it's always good to open with the work rate match because it gets the audience invested. <laughs> and thank God they did. Yeah, honestly. It was a very good match to start with. I thought so. I thought all three guys brought the goods. Yeah. I'm surprised that Seth won. I'm happy in some ways that he won. Okay. It's, I was very much expecting Finn to win, as I think most people were. Yep. Um, we both have predicted Miz to be Roman's first feud, but that's out the he window still now could because, be. because Roman didn't even win the fucking... Yeah. Miz might be his first feud exiting Mania, but not for the belt. Be, but to be for the number one contendership, yeah. that's entirely possible. Which could you imagine if Miz beat Brock Lesnar? I mean... No. I wouldn't hate it. I can't it. imagine anyone beating Brock Lesnar at this point. Well, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, I, I just want to say that they did a couple of these uh, double finisher spots where uh, Finn broke up uh, uh, Rollins pinning Miz with a coup de gras. I thought this was very cool. And then he hit and another then, coup de gras afterwards. Yeah. And, of course, Rollins hit two double curb stomps or two curb stomps in a yep. row. I Honestly, here's what I like about this. Sure. Uh, I'm super happy. I'm a big Seth guy, as you know, yeah. as everyone knows. I love Seth Rollins. He was the guy that I glommed onto once Daniel Bryan was forced into retirement. Right. And even before that, once Daniel Bryan was just injured in general, that was like where my rooting interest transferred over to. I know Bryan did the fucking thing where he was like, Roman beat me, so he deserves all of my fans. You're the real yes movement, Roman. But they went to Seth instead, or I did at the very least. I love Seth forever. I think he's excellent. I'm super glad to A, see him become a Grand Slam champion. Yeah, last member of the Shield to do it. And B, we got two potential references to the White Power Ranger this evening. Yeah. Before all of the pancake midgets came out during the New Day entrance. <laughs> that was confusing. Uh, Xavier Woods played the sting of the White Ranger flute before they all oh, came out. Oh, is that right? Dun, 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 dun. Um, but of course, if Seth is going to have this white leather strap, I hope he brings back his white and gold gear. Seems almost like a no-brainer, Because it would match right? the belt, and A, that's A, of course, and B... Uh, it's dope gear that he has not worn in like two years. Yeah, I, I, 
since I, I think the SummerSlam match for both belts against Cena was yeah, like the that's last the last time. time, and maybe the only time. It was a vi- it's very rare gear. I don't think he's worn hardly at all. It was pay per view special at the very least. Really he wore cool. It, he wore it for that match against Cena and maybe a couple other PPV matches as well. Uh, but I hope that makes a comeback now that he has the white belt because it's like Cody Rhodes, it's like The Miz, guys who have a white leather or white spandex motif. It just works. Th- it just looks good with yeah. that belt. I, Always. I, who could disagree with that? And and maybe this is a good placement for Rollins because he's yeah. still going to be probably outside the main event pitcher, and this gives him something interesting to do. I, I, I don't love I th- it on him. Yeah, I think we all would have preferred if this match had gone to uh, Balor. Finn Balor. Doesn't because that feel more natural it, here? It's the, it makes sense as something for him to have a big moment, which is what he's been lacking since he came back. Yeah, I don't mean to sound just like a, a Seth Rollins detractor, and I thought he was great in this match. I thought it was a, a really good match, but I, I just don't understand from a booking perspective putting this on Seth Rollins. What do you think the feud is for him exiting this? I have no idea. Yeah, you can't do the misery match, really. Maybe, maybe you continue Seth versus Balor with Balor being like a clear heel. But for no, Seth may be turning heel out of this. Oh yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, yeah. I prefer Seth as a heel, honestly. I, I think, think most he's people better do. Either. Yeah, it it'll be interesting to see where they go. I I just I, it felt very uh, just kind of like okay, we'll do it so he can become the grand slam. I don't feel like he was the right guy to win, but a really good match and a hot open. Absolutely. To the show. Now, before we get into the overall results of this entire show, yeah. I've said this on our Twitter account. I've said this out loud to our friends who are at our party tonight. I'll yep. say it to you right now. Tell me. <laughs> this WrestleMania feels a lot like WrestleMania 31. In what way? In that the wrestling overall was like quite good yeah. predominantly. Yeah. But like it feels like every result on this entire card, granted there were some moments where it's like Vince gave the people what they wanted in moments where I thought he wouldn't. Yeah. Um, but largely, it feels like he picked <laughs> against convention. Like, my main feeling coming out of WrestleMania 31, other than the main event where Seth cashes in and wins, is that, like, pretty much every single match result on that entire card is Vince McMahon flipping the bird <laughs> to his audience for a fucking seven hours straight, being like, Oh, you think you can book my company better than I can? Watch. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, well... And, and tonight felt like that. Like, every single match seemed to defy convention in some way. But I think especially in the case of the match we're about to touch on, uh, in a good way. I don't, let's talk about Charlotte and Asuka here. Uh, great entrance for Charlotte, I thought. Great entrance for both of them. I, I thought Asuka's could have been a little bigger and badder. Let's, she, let's what, talk right now about the general thing of, like, having people have holographic entrances. Because, <laughs> like... That was the big thing for, like, New Day versus their entrances What in the is past. this? What is this with these holograms? It felt like, like, uh, Snapchat filters, kind yeah, of. Yeah, I, I get that. I, I thought these looked pretty poor. Some of them were good, though. Mrs. was good. Asuka's was good. Taker's was all right, I suppose. Taker's was mostly actual lasers, Oh, though. was it? Okay. Uh, either way, I, I don't like this. I don't know why they feel a need to do it. I know they probably think it can replace some pyro for the home audience for a lot cheaper. I missed the pyro. I want it back. Give me the pyro. No more lasers. Uh, uh, did anyone have pyro on this show outside yeah, Ro- of Kurt Angle? Roman and Brock. Roman and Brock. And both. if you count the steam for Ronda. Kurt Angle had a ton, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Which was great. It was the three eyes. It was dope as hell. No question. Uh, let's talk about Charlotte and Asuka here. Uh, surprising result with uh, Asuka not only losing, but tapping out to Charlotte's figure eight. What did you think of this? Most general? surprising result that we didn't get 
any Carmella on this show yeah. outside of the Women's Battle Royal where she was the first eliminated. And to have her be the first eliminated is like shades of Seth Rollins versus Randy Orton. Yeah, taking the loss. Where he takes the loss, but he ultimately gets the win later. I was expecting her to cash in in literally either of the women's matches, whether it was Nia versus Alexa or this one. I, and I think, like we said, this was something that I introduced on our preview show. This is something that I introduced weeks beforehand when they first teased it in the Charlotte versus uh, Natalia match on SmackDown like three weeks ago. That like it seemed like they were going to put Carmella into the match to make it a impromptu three-way. And whoever was going to win it, whether it was Charlotte or Asuka was going to win it by beating Carmella to avoid giving us a decisive finish in the best possible women's matchup they could possibly give us. Do you think this delivered on being the the best matchup that they can make? I mean, it was incredibly innovative as yeah. a women's match. There were Is that the first women's Spanish fly? Probably. I mean, that Spanish fly was on so many we, shows this we, we weekend. We were screaming. But uh, it, it, it was, I, I thought it was interesting accommodating for the height difference between them, having Asuka on the second rope. Yeah, it, it was cool. I like I liked this match a lot. This is probably my favorite match of the night just for the, the wrestling. Not what I enjoyed the most, but in terms of like a singles match where two people are doing something, I really enjoyed Brought this match. Brought the goods and really delivered against totally. each other on what you expected from the match itself. I have a hard time disagreeing with that because this match was very, very good. We talked about on our Twitter anyways when we were kind of drunkenly live tweeting NXT last night. Right. Being shocked by a couple <laughs> of matches on that front. Yeah. I was tweeting our both of our feelings basically. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying I wasn't tweeting. Uh both like the the conclusion to the tag match and the conclusion to Champa Gargano both shocked us really. As far as like yeah. results and finishes and turns that we did not see coming at all. Yeah. I honestly am stunned that they ended the streak here tonight, but I don't think it's a mistake either. No, I actually, I'll tell you, I, I, I love the ending the more I think about it. I think you, at some point you have to break Asuka's streak, and you can do that by elevating Charlotte. Sure, you know, uh, Asuka only loses to the Elite, and currently the Elite is Charlotte. It opens up Asuka for losses, and it'll make Charlotte look great. I, I actually like this booking quite a bit. And Charlotte is... Not just as far as, like, results and what they tell us about people, but also in terms of, like, in-ring talent yeah. and consistency in terms of delivering matches. It's Charlotte and Sasha as far as anyone is concerned about, like, who is the best in the ring in this women's division. Well, what about Asuka? Asuka is also up there for me. I think Asuka gets better matches out of worse people. That's than, probably than true. That's probably true, but there's something... I don't know. Maybe it's just the fact that she wins all the time is boring yeah. to me. I get in some that. Ways. I... That that this like deepens her character in a way that like I thought it would be a mistake to end the undefeated streak here tonight. Look, we I said it, and I think a lot of people agreed with me. The reason that we all thought a Carmella Cashin would be likely tonight was because this is your biggest match you can possibly yeah, make. Yeah, they needed a way out after. And yeah, yeah like. Like Brock versus Roman, we went three years without a conclusive finish in that match. This is the biggest match you can possibly make without a uh, within the women's division, rather. 
And I did not think we would see a conclusive finish in it. Yep. But as I told you when we stepped out to uh, smoke some oh, uh, <laughs> This is what's going on on the main feed. <laughs> I don't know if it is, actually. <laughs> no, well. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Speaking uh, of delivering, let's move on to the U.S. No, no, title. No, no. When we stepped outside, I said to you that I don't think that she loses anything. If anything, I'm like more invested in the fact that she now has one opponent to become obsessed with yeah. that she cannot defeat. She can lose. And it's definitely a new wrinkle to the character. And, like, how long has it been? Two and a half years? I'm not sure the timeline, but, yeah. It does, something it's, like that? Yeah, two something years, insane. A year and a half? It's the longest undistreeted freak in the entire... I know I just said undistreeted That's okay. I know what you mean. Undefeated streak, yeah. In the, in the entire history of the business... In some ways, it becomes boring eventually. I, I think it had. And well, is, maybe not had, but it was the right time to, to call it. And this is also interesting in that we all assumed that she was going to win this title to jump over to SmackDown and be on the opposite brand as Ronda. Yeah. And we're not getting that now. No, I know. It's very interesting. Of I course, wonder... we have a shuffle coming up probably in the next month or so. You would think so. So maybe that can still change. But right now, like, everything that people thought they knew about how WrestleMania would be booked, again, flew out the window throughout the entire night. And this is another example of it. I was shocked. It was the most shocking result on the entire card. Ooh. It was up there, but... But I'm into it. There was a few... Yeah, I I loved this match. I thought the result was good. No, I'm... Like, I'll put this ahead of the main event. For? For shock value. Oh, I was about to say uh, Jinder Mahal winning the U.S. title over uh, Rusev, Randy Orton, and Bobby Roode. That is true, but that also feels like a meaningless match to pick a shock winner versus this is something that clearly matters an enormous amount. This was so tricky with this U.S. title for me because, first of all, Jinder Mahal's entrance was magnificent. I was really looking forward to it, but Rusev was... Man, Aiden English is an enormous star. Yeah, what a talent. Like, whether he ever wrestles a match again in his entire career, it doesn't matter to me. The guy could not be a bigger star. He Do you want to see him do a stable more than just Rusev? Yeah, almost. I kind of want to see him be like a J.J. Dillon figure. Mm, That's interesting. He manages a bunch of people who are all killers or whatever. I think he has charisma on another level. Well, I think it's the pairing of him and Rusev. Like, they bring I, something out. Like, I didn't see I, this giant charismatic guy when he was pairing with Simon Gotch. I, but think, the, I think you're right about that. But I also think that, like, he was he sh- he shared the spotlight with Simon I Gotch. I agree. Yeah. Whereas, like, when he has his moments with Rusev, he takes it all. Oh, you know I, what mean, I mean. And then Rusev takes it all in the ring, which is the exact perfect pairing of each other's strengths. But I also think that, like, he could do this for so many people. Oh yeah, he's so good. I agree. He uh, he like I, was I love. We look. We're both from Vancouver. We both have watched the Bollywood Boys do a number of things over the years. Tons of times. We have a ton of connections to them. Our our friends have wrestled matches against the Bollywood. Yeah, but I mean Boys. people who watched it here tonight. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we have a lot of reasons to feel good about them. But I would still put uh, what Aiden English does on an entirely another level than the Bollywood Boys. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think there's a single living I mean, person who would disagree but, with but, that. But, like, we were both still excited for Jinder's Definitely. entrance tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, like, th- no one more is more so excited for Sunil Singh than Aiden English right yeah, now. Yeah, no on earth. But it was, like, more so the suit that Jinder was wearing versus, like, the entrance that he Jinder's was giving Jinder's jacket was fly as hell. Uh, I thought this match was bad. 
Uh, I was not into it. The uh, Rusev, who I love dearly, but Lord, he sold that RKO terribly. He did not hit Spike the ground. on his head, but it no, was No, only his arms touched. It was he no, caught it was himself. Uh, it, it, I just didn't think this match ever really got going, and then it stopped short. What did you think? Uh, I thought I'm going to have this complaint about a bunch of matches on this card, honestly. Yeah. I wish it was longer. Mm, okay. And now I know. I did not want that I to go one minute I know this was longer. a long show. Yeah. I know this was a five-hour show. Yeah. I know that. I'm exhausted right now. But I, I wish this match was even five minutes longer. Yeah. I felt like right when I was getting invested, it ended. I didn't feel invested at any point, so at least you got it uh, going. What do you think of this uh, Jinder Mahal title back on him? This good? Bad? They're gearing up for the fucking um, Saudi show? Arabia match, maybe. You just think it'll be like because he looks I guess like he wears a turban. Middle Eastern. Yeah. I, well, well, I mean, like, he's not. Literally. Yeah. Like literally, like what else can you say? Like I have that, no idea. I have no idea like the what, reason why. I have no clue. I I thought it would be for Rusev as like a crowning achievement for Rusev Day. I still feel like we're gonna get that at some point. I'm I sad hope so. it didn't happen on Mania because that is a legitimate WrestleMania moment. And I actually, outside of Ronda, feel like this entire show is devoid of WrestleMania moments, mm. which yeah, is well, kind of sad. I mean, you got Nicholas coming up. Shut the fuck up. Okay, uh, let's talk about that. Uh, you but, mentioned her here. But, I'll... but, uh oh, this is the year. Like, look, as much oh, as no, it's don't, been, don't, as <laughs> much as it's been the year of Rusev Day as like one of the most over things in the last like six months, this has been the year of gender. And if it ends with him getting like a WrestleMania moment for himself, I don't mind it. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I, it's just like I, I don't know what the fuck they're gonna do with gender leading that division again. And I mean that division is in. I know for some reason you're you're into the U.S. title scene on SmackDown. I feel like it's in very poor shape, and this hurts it further. I don't know who, what babyface Jinder's going to feud with that I'm going to be into it. But maybe it's like an NXT call-up or something. Maybe Jinder versus the Perfect Ten. Ty Dillinger can be something. Wow, that that I mean, well, like, that's well, hard. Like, <laughs> I hope you're wrong. No, I I I hope I'm wrong too. I hope that there's some call-up on Tuesday that yeah validates all of this. But, like, really, ultimately, outside of the entire main event picture right now, and even within it, what babyface have we not seen Jinder go against at this point? Well, I mean, b- before Tuesday, Rusev. Like, Rusev should have won this match, yeah. is what I'm saying. Like, I don't know what you do with Jinder and from again, a booking perspective. And again, like we said before this show, the fact that we got a Rusev versus Jinder one-on-one match on SmackDown last week shows that they also finally... In the week before WrestleMania, at the very last minute, babyface Rusev actually internally view Rusev as a babyface. So maybe we get that feud. I'm not super into oh. it. I'm more into oh. like the promo battles between Aiden and, and Sunil. Sunil. Yeah, uh, which is a sad thing to say. I don't even know what that that I, that US title feud just needs help. They but need John Cena to come back and there, want that belt. There are literally no baby faces left on SmackDown for Jinder outside of Rusev. Well, as soon as Dolph will complete this goddamn Naito storyline, oh, yeah, he'll come back as a baby shut face. Shut up. I, th- I saw that. I forgot when Naito entered the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. I Me went too. out second. <laughs> but, Me too. Uh, I also forgot that. That's a big part. Uh, Justin, I'm excited to talk about this. Uh, Ronda Rousey and Kurt Angle defeat Stephanie McMahon and Triple H. This, I think we all agreed, not just you and I, but every single person who was here tonight. Yeah. That was the match of the night. It, it, I'll have to think on it more because I've just like I feel so densely impacted by so much content. Like it's hard for me to even discern. 
It was. It definitely had the most investment, but I, 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 it's, I have a hard time calling it the best match of the night because I don't think it was the best match. But I do think it was at the point where I was most invested. I was interested to see how Ronda did, and I thought she utterly overdelivered. What I, did you think? I feel like that. I feel like this match should have been the main event. Oh yeah, yeah, man. And like that's not bad. And not just because it was the one match where we got what we wanted. Like Ronda won, and she tapped out the heels. She got the arm lock on good on Triple H. They really introduced intergender action in this match in in a significant way on both sides. Kurt hitting Stephanie and Triple H hitting Ronda and both of them hitting back as well. It's weird because a move doesn't come out of it, but uh, Ronda getting Triple H up to her shoulders almost feels like the moment of the match to me. This feels like the most progressive match in terms of what WWE is willing to allow mm-hmm. that they have had in decades honestly oh like wow since since we've broken away obviously from like the era where matches end where Triple H hits the pedigree on Stephanie now I'm I'm sure people are going to hear me say that and point to not even two fucking years ago <laughs> when Roman hit the spear on Stephanie. That was an accident. The yeah, that doesn't Stephanie count. was not an accident at all. Rollins also. When like, Triple H is, or rather JR is on commentary being like, that Jezebel Stephanie McMahon, his soon-to-be ex-wife, <laughs> deserved every second of that. I mean, that is uh, the the absolute way it goes. And a, and a classic JR impression from yours truly as well. What did you think of uh, Kurt Angle in this match? I thought he, he totally, he wasn't great, but he did what he needed to do. He delivered the goods in so much as like what we all kind of felt in the first half of this match where the hot tag to Ronda was going to be an enormously hot tag. They were really going to make us work for it as an audience, make us want it so bad. And they did. And it was almost perfectly done. Like, Stephanie was a perfect heel in denying that tag time and time again. How great does the angle slam look these days? I was stoked that he can still get him up. It was cool. Yeah, it was very nice, I thought. Again, though, if they announce tomorrow that Kurt Angle has to retire from in-ring competition, I'm not sure I would be torn up about that. I think it would almost be the right call, but that's a uh, discussion. He's clear. He looks like he's wearing an exoskeleton. So, so this goes reasonably long, but uh, ends up with I think the result most of us thought: Ronda Rousey tapping out Stephanie McMahon. I predicted that she would tack, tap out Triple H, and right. it looked like she was going to yeah. for a little bit. They there. definitely teased it. Uh, um, but then I, I think this might have went a little long, Justin, because uh, I don't think so. No, man. I don't think this no, no, ever no, no, overstated its welcome. I, no, no, not for me personally. I think it went over its allotted time because these next guys uh, over here in the SmackDown true, tag titles. True. But before we move on to that, like I feel like we both have to give it up for Ronda for sure. This was supposed to be. I just said she utterly overdelivered in every way. Absolutely, absolutely. But John said this on the preview show, and. and Look, he said a lot of things that maybe were questionable as a casual fan (laughs) who doesn't follow week to week and know exactly what he's talking about. But I think he was right about one thing, that the general audience, the the audience at large for this Ronda match were tuning in for two things. A, for it to be a horrible train wreck. Right. One of the greatest car crashes of all time that you cannot look away from how bad it is. Or B, for Ron to be so sloppy and bad that she injures someone and you're intrigued to see the crash of her badly, recklessly hurting someone. I think were, Instead, yeah. we're walking away from this talking about how great she was and how we cannot wait to see her wrestle against 
people who can actually go. Yeah, I mean, there was some sloppiness all over this match, but it didn't really stand out that much to me. It makes you wonder if she can, you know, accomplish something like that and you have the, the general investment in her. You put her in there with a Sasha Banks, a Charlotte, an Asuka. What does that create? I think there's a lot of reason to be optimistic about Ronda. I still think that it's very obvious right now that she should be paired with a manager. Like She's I, I, very green, obviously. But, I, like, let's go to the first moment. Her first, like, moment of offense in this yeah. match is a roll-through clothesline that looked incredible. Yeah, she she was she was wonderful. She too. had some spotty offense yeah. after that, and uh, that they, twisting Samoan drop, even though the camera didn't really capture it, I don't know about that on her. It doesn't look the most natural. I think there were a couple botched spots that were like just as much on Stephanie as they were on. Yeah, there was her the vertical the going place. across the cage, but like or the cage, the ring. The ri- but like ultimately, I thought she came out looking great, and like if she can have a match like that against Stephanie. Yeah. Imagine what she can do against Becky, against Sasha, against Bailey, that's what against, I was... against literally anyone. But who that's knows what, what I just it. said, almost verbatim, bud. That's because I agree with you because I love you so well, much. I love you too, bud. Well, fuck you, bud. I hate you. Well, there you go. You know who I love, Justin? Who? The Bludgeon Brothers. I know. Your new SmackDown Tag Team Which Champions. Does that mean that AOP is destined for SmackDown on Tuesday? It's a good question. I'm going to be watching the go. I mean, Raw just needs the tag teams more as much as Nicholas and Braun are probably going to hold it down for a little oh, bit. Nicholas, of course. Um, uh, what did you? I mean, there's not really a whole Hero lot of match of the here. Division. Wasn't a whole lot of match. No, it ended before anyone could possibly become invested in it. Yeah, and like we all that anyone talked about in the lead up to not just this match but this pay per view was like. Finally, finally, the Usos Usos are getting their just desserts. They are being rewarded, not just for the year that they've had over the past 365 days, but for everything that they've done for this company over the last, like, seven years or however long it's been. And instead, they were rewarded with what felt like the most truncated and short match on this card, where... Both teams who should be the most powerful teams in your entire fucking, not just your SmackDown tag division, but any tag division, lost like bitches and looked awful. Yeah, it it was. uh, Now, it's hard for me to shit on this match because I was so happy when the Bludgeon Brothers won. The finisher was cool. (laughs) The finish looked great. Uh, The Uso, again, I can never tell them apart, but when he takes the spot to the floor, they did what they could with the small time. But again, I really thought this was a match that could sing. And when you have coming up here, Taker, Cena, and Braun's tag thing, where I just feel like the actual segments outside of the matches go on too long, I wish that another eight minutes would have been made for this because I think it really had some legs. This felt like a match that should have been like 20 minutes long. Yeah. It was not anywhere near that. Yeah, the actual length isn't written here, but it felt under 10 to me. For sure, it felt like that to me as well. So, okay, let's talk about it. And that's tragic. I, I agree with you. I, That's, that doesn't Because that doesn't do anything for the Bludgeon Brothers no. win either. It, I mean, it's nice that they won the titles, but it's no coronation moment. No. And they even cut to the pro They didn't like even right get after. to have any cool spots. I, well, they, they have the, the power bomb in the corner I thought was cool. We talked about before the weekend, okay, look, none of these matches have any sort of like stipulations attached to them. But a three-way is inherently a no DQ, yeah, which means no we're going to get some that. cool... Like, hardcore spots. Did we get any hardcore no, spots? None. No, I didn't think so. No. It, uh, it was a total letdown, this match. Uh, okay, so Which John Cena. Which a lot of people picked. 
as the sleeper match of the weekend. I think I did, no? Instead, it was the sleeper match of the weekend, and then you probably could have snoozed through it and missed nothing. God damn! Uh, okay, Justin, let's let's get into it. John Cena, uh, we didn't mention this, but was sitting in the audience drinking a cold beer at the I beginning like of the match. Stuff. And so- I like that stuff throughout the early part of the show. Yeah. Uh, I got nothing to say other than the fact that I liked it. Yeah, it was, I thought it was a fun thing. Every time they cut the scene in the crowd, it was cool. John Cena didn't have a sip of that beer, though. He was just holding it a bunch of times. Did he have a beer? He had a beer. Oh, good for him. Yeah, he didn't drink it, though. He just held it. No, that's cool, though. Keeping his body fat percentage down. Uh, so so John Cena, he's told Undertaker might be here. He taunts him again and again. Nicky, no carbs. Oh, there you go. And, and But finally, Undertaker answers the call. He makes the entrance. Here's the Undertaker, Justin. What were you feeling in this moment? Um... That that you're wrong. Oh, okay. Oh, hang on. I don't want to glaze over Elias either. Elias was was great Elias here. came out Hilarious. and was great. Yeah. And again, just from going off what I've read on the dirt sheets for the last week, that was like a filler spot for him that he was shoved into because they ultimately wanted to do a legend spot with Elias with The Rock. Oh. But The Rock was not available, as The Rock was obviously not on this show at all. Right. And when The Rock was not available for that, they like scrapped it entirely. So tell me how I'm wrong. Now they've gotten Elias. Okay, Elias was fun. Had a good yeah. time with that. Yeah. I'm gonna say that you're wrong in that. I mean, I, they don't know what I'm wrong about yet. They don't know my position. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell them right now. Okay, you and I think they bit. do know what you're wrong about because you've talked about this position multiple times in sure. the last three weeks at least. Yeah. I'm glad we did not get any sign of the Undertaker before. Tonight. Okay. Why is that? I felt like it made... You are waiting for the fake lightning. <laughs> no, not necessarily. I was glad to get it tonight. Dude, that lightning ways. was awful. That and honestly, his fake... clothes in the ring looked like they might have been just as holographic as no New shit. Day pancakes. Yeah. Because how did they appear and then disappear like that? It's not fucking magic. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. Um, I, I honestly thought that it was better to not have any sign of The Undertaker because... Even though I think every single person who watches wrestling, even children, you know, even the people who, kids. who these storylines are like pointed towards, every single person knew that The Undertaker would be on this show. Right. Having no sign of him whatsoever left that moment kind of hanging open because if you rewind like three months, yeah, the rumor is, in the absence of Samoa Joe being injured, that Cena's Mania program is Elias. And so the fact that we get Elias is like, yeah, kind of a disappointment, but it's also like, sorry, well, this is kind of what we were promised in some ways, you know? It definitely was what we promised. And so to get bad match delivered on this horrible feud. But but to get that gong eventually felt like a moment. I agree. And to get Taker's entrance and to get literally any sign of him whatsoever. Enough monologue. No, I feel like it was better having not seen him at all than to get any tease that this was actually going to happen on the entire build to it. Yeah, uh, I mean... I don't really know what to say. Uh, I guess we just disagree on this one. I thought the the one-sided buildup was was frustrating for for live crowds and live viewers at the time and the payoff of, like, I don't understand how the guy is like, okay, I'm going to beat the shit out of your brother, doesn't come. It comes out the next week, you're a coward, you're all this, doesn't come, and then just decides that Sunday to show up. I don't get it. And then to just have, not a squash match, but a, you know, almost nothing match where Taker to his credit did look super mobile and that's encouraging, but I don't like anything about this. I don't know what Cena does from here. I don't know what Taker does from here. Didn't work for me at all. It just felt more special 
having not seen Taker at all. Yeah. That's all I can say. And look, was it a great match? No. Was it fun to see Taker? Yes. Yeah, I mean, Taker is 70% entrance at this point. So Absolutely. I, I, I get it, but like... Why have him win? Uh, it's you know, the win was confusing. I predicted Cena, but again, every result flies in the face of convention. Do you think they do this as a rematch? Maybe. Or do you have interest? I think in the that? fact that Taker was actually able to hit a tombstone, which is obviously something he was not able to do against Roman Reigns, <laughs> yeah, no, true. is at least intriguing on some level. Yes. So I have to say, yes, I'm intrigued by that. Uh... But beyond that, I'm like, look, it was fun, man. And, and like, we've seen some disappointing matches from things we've had high expectations for sure. lately, both on TV and live in person at ECCW. Was I less let down by Taker versus Cena than I was by, say, like, Christopher Daniels versus Ravenous Randy? <laughs> yes, I was less let down. <laughs> And so, does that put Taker... I don't mean to shit on our local Wendy. That match was just so disappointing. And also, I spent $10 on a selfie with Christopher Daniels for the fans. I spent that $10 for the listeners, and we didn't even talk about it once last week. Wait, what do you mean for the listeners? Because how could I not get a picture with Curry Man? The listeners oh. like would demand that. Oh, I don't think anybody was mad. I didn't get a picture. I was going to pay 10 bucks for a picture with him. I was like, fuck that. <sighs> I didn't see anybody in an uproar. I just, I figured that's the kind of thing they expect the Patreon money to go towards. But... <laughs> the Christopher Daniels photos. Yeah. Well, uh... but no, like, obviously it was not like a legit match. But also there was talk, like, a bunch of the conversation and debate in the lead-up to this show was, like, is this going to be a match or is this going to be a confrontation? Yeah, I mean, you have to call it a match, I think. It was a match, obviously, but I feel like it was both at the same time. As soon as it was pointed out to me that Cena got in his finishing sequence on Elias, I was like, oh, I see what's happening. Now, granted, if tomorrow night on Raw they set this up that this is a rematch... That is going to be take uh, is going to be seen as mania program for next year also. Oh my god! Are you willing to wait through an entire year? for What that? do you think? Probably not. Yeah, no, I'm are not. You, are you willing to see it again <laughs> at SummerSlam? Are you willing to see it again anywhere? Uh, I guess, man. Yeah, if, it's like anything if built correctly. But like, am I dying to see the Undertaker versus Cena again? Absolutely not. Man, I just get a thrill out of seeing the Undertaker anywhere, though. I guess, you know? yeah. Like I, I agree with you. What about in that you? tag match I, against I, uh, Ryback? I agree with you. He is seventy percent entrance at this point. But I also feel like I'm at a point in my life where, like, I am willing to have the Undertaker be on every WrestleMania card forever until he dies. Well, you know? uh, in some like. I assume he's probably not going to die at an old age. Well, he's never so. going to die. Yeah, he's, that's true. He is, he, dead, he is the dead man. Uh, speaking of a man brought back from the dead, here's Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon. I cried at the end of his entrance. Yeah, even I was... before he got any moves in, before anything happened, before he took any offense from the opposition. I cried at the very end of his entrance, bud. Well, the entrance is great. I'm just finishing off who they were wrestling. It's uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I was glad that they jumped them in the ring because that shaved five minutes yeah. off the entrances and gave them more time in the ring. I honestly had the exact same thought. Uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens attacking from behind, not having to do their entrance. I was like, okay, get a bit of a match here. What did you think of this, Justin? Now, Rob Russo mentioned on our preview show, and right he is ultimately, and I'm sure As right a usual. number of people are who pay attention to reality 
and what anyone could possibly want from a Daniel Bryan return match. He said that, of course, this has to end with Daniel doing the yes chance and leading the crowd in a celebration of what they want, which is ultimately Daniel Bryan returning and winning. Uh, this match was not what I wanted, though, in no? some ways. In what way? I thought it should go for probably an extra 10 to 15. Yeah. I thought it should also end with Shane McMahon turning on Daniel Bryan. And oh, costing yeah, him that, the match. that seems like... And, I th- and because, look, as much as I want Shane, uh, or Daniel Bryan to win his return match, what is better for Daniel Bryan in the long term? A quick pop, like, victory in his return match... Or the beginning of every classic Daniel Bryan story, which is to start from underneath and to have bad things happen to you that you overcome with time. I was with you before this match. I think I said things very much like this on the preview. I actually liked this match quite a bit. Uh, I thought this was very fun watching Daniel Bryan wrestle again. I was happy when he got the win, uh, ultimately. I do think like from a booking perspective... But I, I need to stop picking these manias as, like, where they're going forward. It obviously just isn't part of the canon, and I just need to take the matches for what they are. And Daniel Bryan winning is the biggest pop possible there. Uh, I, I enjoyed this match more than I actually thought I was going to, given just, like, a mixed tag. They really let Shane sell the stomach. They opened with an op- apron powerbomb on Daniel Bryan. I was pretty into this. I think in some ways it exceeded my expectations. And, boy, how nice is it just having Daniel Bryan back in ring. Spectacular. When he's just sprinting rope to rope. I mean, incredible, uh, really great. Now, granted, Shane selling for diverticulitis <laughs> was, like, the same as, like... Kurt Angle having a fucked up sway back neck that he can't stand up for. It's just like this is. In terms of like someone is the hot tag in this match and are not going to be able to make the tag because they're too fucked up from injuries. Yeah. Um, but I th- I thought this match should end with Shane turning on Brian and not him turning in a way where he joins Kevin and Sammy, but costing Brian the match to save Kevin and Sammy their jobs because now that Daniel has returned to the ring as a wrestler, Shane could be like, these are the two guys you wanted around? Well, guess what? Now you have to fucking deal with them. Yeah, that really This seems- is your nightmare that you brought on me for low so many months, and guess what? If you want to be in the ring, this is the kind of shit you have to deal with. Well, what would have been nice about that is it gets Daniel Bryan out of that uh, general manager role, if he's at odds with Shane, which and is something they still have to do. puts him again in the ultimate underdog role, where he is facing two supreme heels who have a numbers advantage against him, just as they did on everyone that they've faced for the last little while. And again, like we've said, SmackDown needs Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And I don't want a situation... Well, they're not. They're gone now. Where on Tuesday night, one of Shane or Daniel Bryan or Vince or anyone does the fucking Shane versus Undertaker thing where they're like, I know what we said the stipulation for this match was... But they put up such a great fight that we have to keep them around. At the same time, I love that Sammy got the entirety of the Shane McMahon or the The Daniel Daniel Bryan side of this match. Because in the lead up, I, I wrote this even in my fucking article on Daniel Bryan that I put in the classical. Kevin Owens is a made man at this point, not just for handling a Shane McMahon match, not just for headbutting Vince, not just for handling a Daniel Bryan return match. Like, he is clearly somebody that the office sees an enormous amount in, 
and he does not have to worry about his career prospects probably for the rest of his life. Now, you asked me if I felt the same way against about Sammy like two weeks ago. Oh, okay. I said no. Uh, I should feel that way that now. Though. Yeah, this helps him in if that's the, because, the metric, right? Because clearly they saw him not only as a safe competitor for Brian to work against, but someone who would get greatness out of him as well. And, like, look, our friend Matt said it during the match. It's so great to see Sammy work such a high-profile match, yeah. even if it's not the alignment we want to see from him. And it was really nice. It was putting him in a prime position to shine, and you can't argue that he didn't do that even though he didn't win the match. Yeah, good match. Uh, again, another match coming up here that I thought uh, over-delivered. Nia Jax versus Alexa Bliss, something that I thought my expectations were very low for uh, in-ring. I thought there was some sloppiness here, but ultimately they, they did their best, and I, I thought this was a pretty solid match. What did you think? Again... Like you said, I was more invested in the storyline than this actual match in the ring. Yeah. And I feel like the, ultimately the storyline did over-deliver versus the match itself, but not in as much of a slanted way as I expected. Yeah. And the match went longer than I thought it would. It did get some time. And it didn't feel like it went too long. Both the Twisted Bliss to the floor and the Samoan drop from the second rope were really cool spots, I thought. Uh, super fun watching those two do and, some, some big spots. And great for Naya. Definitely, yeah. What have I been saying for the last month? You love her. She's going to get her babyface crowning moment at WrestleMania, a moment that Sasha should have got, a moment that Bailey should have got that neither of them did. She got it. It was great. Her, like, crying as she raised the belt above her head on the yeah, ramp. Yeah, it was very, very, very authentic. A wonderful moment. Yeah, really cool. And, like, look, I love... I love Nia as a baby face. It's what she always should have been. Yeah, that, I mean, that. I think that seems really obvious at this point. <laughs> uh, the WWE Championship was on the line in our next match, and uh, the, the main event, AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Boring match. <laughs> uh, okay, so I, I don't think boring match. I think slow start, and as it got going, probably could have used more time. It progressed pretty nicely. Yeah, once it was cooking, I felt like we were really into something. I felt like it could have gone again, like I've said, probably on a number of matches throughout this card, and I feel the same way here. Again, probably could have used an extra 10 minutes, probably could have used the opposite result. Well, here's what it could have used, and, and this, this is just a critique on the entire card. And listen, I liked this mania, to, to be clear. We need less matches. We need less matches, and we need longer matches. We don't need 13 matches for six hours. I don't think anybody disagrees with this. I think this mania looks completely different if you take out two matches and you switch up the match order. I think we have a completely different feeling exiting this show because how long do Alexa and I – and I liked the Rousey match, but, you know, it's 40 minutes. I mean, there's, uh, there's parts that I think you just need to trim, like content. And now, I, I don't know, we have a question about this coming up, but having watched NXT and Janela's and Ring of Honor and all this, but finally at Mania, it's tough at the end of that seven hours to still feel invested. I'm looking forward to watching this match again with some fresh eyes because – I was into the last half of it, and and Same. I'm wondering, I'm wondering if I just felt fatigue. What do you think? Is that a is that a in play? Yeah, no. When the number one person who is leading the charge on boring chants, basically in our audience, was Mr. Casual John Cullen, right? And I did not agree with him when he was doing it. I think, that, like he's, like I said, the, the opening was, but I really felt like it picked up, but I felt like the narrative in our room had already been set, that this is boring, and I was still into it. And also, it was following a match that was kind of disengaging in how long it yeah. got in some ways. Agree. 
Uh, so, and also, like we said, an enormously long card. The audience yep. had been there for so long at that point, not just in terms of the main card, but the pre-show as well when you factor all of that in. And look, like, these people are not dissimilar to us. They are not, they are also, you know, going to other shows over the course yeah. of this weekend. There is an enormous possibility of burnout. And I'm sure we're going to see it again tomorrow and on Tuesday as well, that people just get burnt out. Because I feel burnt out. It's, it's a huge amount. Look, Caitlin Hotchkiss, former guest on this show, yeah. said on her Twitter today, I love wrestling but I need to like really think about things and maybe take a break after tonight <laughs> because it's too much. It is so much of your life. Look, I was talking. Imagine I, doing a podcast about no, it. And I know we do a podcast every single week and I have maybe teased on the podcast before, but also talked privately about my desire to have a wrestling radio show that I talk about this stuff every single week. Sure. Where like it is my actual job. Right. Because it does feel like a job, <laughs> so I should make it my job on some level, you well, know? I mean, maybe you to need watch to look at all that. this shit at every week. Yeah, I mean, and maybe I also need to self examine that yeah. and take a break and step away because it is so much all the time, every week. See, I, I am a maniac for this. I, I'm like. I feel burnt out, but I'll be fired up when Raw opens. No, tomorrow. you know, you know, I'm excited for Raw. Yeah. You know, I'm excited for SmackDown this week. But like at the, the free same time, time, you might have. At the same time, it's so much, man. This was my entire weekend, dude. You didn't even watch like a tenth of no, the wrestling. No, I didn't. I watched <laughs> Netflix on Friday instead of wrestling matches. Uh, but like, I went to the I, Big Lebowski at I midnight. Don't regret that because I needed that time to not be watching wrestling. I hear that. And like, it's so much. It's so much all the time. Let's talk. Hang on. And, and like, yeah, this I know, match it's did a lot. suffer for that. What did you think of the finish? AJ Styles retains his title here. Shocking. We all thought AJ was going to Raw, that he was going to drop this belt and no longer be Mr. SmackDown. Right call turning Shinsuke heel? Yes. I have my concerns, man. Uh, I, I feel like the things that endear... Now, in the past, Shinsuke's made a great heel in New Japan, I mean. But I, I don't know. I feel like what gets him over right now is babe, is our babyface things. The big entrance, the charisma. But maybe the change is needed because he isn't fully clicking. This build was disappointing. We Are all, you kidding? Yeah, of course. We all talked about that during yeah. the, the preview show that we did last week and everything that we have talked about over the last like three weeks. And... Ultimately, turning one of them heel in the final, and it's probably better Nakamura than AJ, Yeah, is something that, A, will continue this feud so it can be something more fulfilling than what we've got so far. Yeah. And B, like, will actually change up the status quo and will probably give us a finish where we actually do get what we wanted tonight, which is perhaps a Shinsuke Nakamura world title run in later months and elongates this and, like... Gives Shinsuke more, more meat to his character, and yeah. I think this is heels not... do become more interesting in WWE than the baby faces generally. So they, they just give them to more do to do. Yeah, you know that it's like the most common critique of WWE is that like 
they don't know how to do character development unless someone turns heel. I also thought it was worth noting we still don't have a Kinshasa kick out. Like uh, it was the reversal of the Kinshasa that uh, that AJ hit the Styles Clash off of, and so that's kind of cool. Like they obviously still want uh, you know Nakamura somewhat in there. True. All right, so uh, the bar True. enter on a, a pretty cool float. I thought I liked this entrance on the the float. I love the people on the float running away from Braun oh, afterwards. Oh my lord, that was, that was so funny. Night, that was so funny. Uh, the bar there was one the- person in particular who like threw their hands up dramatically over top of their mask, like Braun yeah. was the scariest ah! thing ever. It was incredible. I, I we were we were uh, dying. Uh, so Braun goes to the ring. He sees the bar in there, and he says, "You know, he's not coming from the back. He's gonna go. He's my uh, partner's coming from here, here, here." Starts pointing out to the crowd. What was your feeling when Braun was going out to the crowd? Did you think he was gonna find like? Let's say Samoa Joe would be sitting Look, in the crowd. He walked past No Way Jose. Yeah, that was funny. And that was one of the biggest pops that we got watching I actually, all night long. I thought he was going to pick No Way was Jose. Was this entire room screaming, there's No, no way. way Jose, Braun, pick him. That would have been unreal. Because... Look, we did an entire 15 minutes on it two weeks ago, Josh. Yeah. That this was like the kind of the big surprise everyone was looking well, forward and to. Well, to my credit. Whether I, it was a return or a debut, we all thought this was going to be a big angle. Well, I think I actually deserve some credit here for picking Nicholas to be Braun's tag partner. True. You, I, when we ran down the suspects, <laughs> you were like, well, there's this child. <laughs> Nicholas. His name's Nicholas. <laughs> I think he's going to be there. Yeah, he doesn't know how to hold the tag rope, but that's okay. We're we're going to get there. Uh so Justin, would you would you say you were disappointed with Braun picking Nicholas? Yes. I kind of got the sense I was the only one in the room kind of having fun with it. It was fun, but I was also like supremely let down at the, at the same time because yeah. I was expecting a return. I, whether it was Dean who would have been like a monumentally surprising return or whether it would have been a more expected return whether that's like Big cast or Big Show or Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe or all of these guys that we know have been cleared to return before this weekend. Or or somebody that's rumored to have been signed in the lead up to this show, like a Bobby Lashley, for example. Right. Like all of those things would have been great and and throughout this entire night it was like, wow, this show is really not delivered like any wow moments other than like the Ronda match over delivering. Whenever someone said that, whenever someone said anything like that, it was always, well, we still got the mystery partner coming up. Well, don't I think, I don't think you she, forget about that mystery partner. I also think Charlotte tapping Asuka is, is in That's that true. That, as well. I agree with that for sure. Uh, but, but I agree. This but it's felt easy like, to forget that yeah. over the course of what is it's a seven-hour show. Yeah, you're not kidding. Um, so, so they have this match, which goes, I think, as most people expected, once he had a, a weaker partner, in this case, Nicholas, uh, Braun beats them, and uh, Nicholas now has a more successful uh, made roster career than a than, lot of guys. Chris Hero. A lot of guys. And uh, Roderick Strong. I, I don't hate this. I think this is kind of fun. Do you think this manifests to Braun just picking someone from the crowd in each town they're in? Or, or is Nicholas himself popping up and touring? I mean, is him? Nicholas a Make-A-Wish kid? What's Nicholas's deal? Well, I just think he's an amazing worker. I think they just saw something in him, and uh, I don't think he's Make-A-Wish. I we think all thought he was a girl before he announced what his name was. Did I? Every single person in this room thought Braun picked a girl. Didn't I say I, he looked like that other kid who was a guy? I forget who I compared him to now. No. The kid who played on uh, Stefan's show, Little Alex Jones. Oh, yeah, actually. And that's a boy. 
Yeah, yeah John I said, said he, that. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he was a girl. <laughs> Everybody in this room thought he was a girl. Wait, I thought I said he was a guy. Well, like, I thought like he was I'm a girl. most racist and sexist tonight. That's my gimmick, all right? Uh, so do you think Nicholas is showing up on, on probably. Raw? Probably. He's probably a Make-A-Wish kid. And so he's just going to be. But we also were, like, fantasy booking a swerve during the match that, like, he was a Make-A-Wish kid whose wish was to meet Sheamus and he betrays Braun. I'm not trying to sound like a dick here, but the breakdown, I'm just reading each. I just Googled the list of the matches. Yeah. And they're they're, uh, pontificating on if Nicholas was a plant or not in this. Honestly, it feels like the search through the crowd before Braun settled on Nicholas was longer than the match itself. I mean, of course Nicholas was a plant, people. They did not just, like, grab a child. No, obviously. (laughs) This guy's wondering, hey, we may never. Of course. Okay, so, Justin, I got to go to bed here shortly, but we got to talk about it. Uh, Brock Lesnar. Versus Roman Reigns. Brock Lesnar retain. I don't want to talk about the match yet because I think we have some strong words for it. But how surprised were you? Scale of 1 to 10 that Brock Lesnar retained. Just as shocking as Charlotte and Asuka. Yeah. Yeah. And Slightly less for me. But I think that's only because he hit so many F5s. I think it was 5 and then the 6th pinned. That by the time he hit the 4th F5, I was like, they can't really have Roman come back after they've built this up. That- but also this is something we talked about with Brodo on the preview show. Brendan Bachelor, for those of you who are not close friends with him, and call him Brodo like 1040. No, he's on Sportsnet 650 just like me, bud. Your My favorite fucking, radio station. Your fucking old dickhead. But it's 11. I'm you stupid old asshole. I, I take this from Gil, not from you. slap you in the face, you piece of shit. Come over here and do that. <laughs> I'm going to kick your ass, yeah, you bastard. Yeah, come over here and find out. <laughs> find out how that goes. Uh, you, do, you don't need to wonder. Oh, uh, no. This is gonna be the you real can, main can, event of Whiskey Mania. Yeah, <laughs> I'm fucking, I'm fucking slapping oh, you in the face at right me. now. Are you don't, going to? Don't think I won't slap you in the face. Okay, let's. I'm see. gonna do it. Do you want me to do it? No, of course not. No, Why I, I don't, don't really that? want to do yeah, it. Yeah, don't either. do it. I love you, buddy. Yeah, I love I'm you too. Kiss your, I'm gonna kiss. Well, the now top he's of kissing your hand my head. head. That's there much better. I prefer the enchanté than the slap face. Justin, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't mean to sound like a dickhead here. I really didn't like this match. Did Dana White work every single one of us? No, I think Brock Lesnar will go to the UFC still. Then what the fuck was tonight? (laughs) What? What was it? No, you do not build up that much value in Brock Lesnar over the course of the last three and a half to four years. No. You might be right. No, you don't. You don't. (laughs) You don't. What if you did? Shut your fucking <laughs> mouth. You don't do it. You don't build up someone like that to not let them give the rub to anyone. Now, granted, are they going to say that Brock Lesnar needs to be opened up to USADA testing for the next six months so he sticks around WWE and does a match against Daniel Bryan where That's he loses? Yeah. Maybe they do that? What if you put the belt on Bryan, bud? Maybe that is the ultimate booking that they could ever do in the world. David Goliath. That's what I want to see. For sure. That's that's what I want to see more than anything in my life. I want to try to see an Amis. I'll I'll die to see that. Oh, well, don't. I think you can see it without dying. I I hope so. I want to be honest. I think it's kind of likely. I don't think I can see it if I do die. But, Uh, but. Joshua, were you into this match? Yes. Oh, Brock and Roman. Yes. Okay, tell me about why you liked about it. Look, all the kickouts were stupid. I agree. (laughs) The match was mostly kickouts. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) I. I'm just being an asshole because I'm drunk. That's okay. I agree that, <laughs> Wait, you agree that it was too many kickouts, <laughs> that there shouldn't have been more than four F5s. In the so match. the fifth one really bothered you. Wow. 
any number of them, really. Yeah. Like two, I can get on board. I with. just think a little even move. three. I can forgive three. Yeah. The the number one thing for me is like they have spent the entire year. And look, they only decided like ten months ago that the F five is a match that no or, or move rather that no one can kick. Yeah, I mean out Undertaker of. kicked out of it a hundred thousand times. So it's it, who had Roman who? kicked out of it. Literally everyone who faced Brock, even Goldberg probably kicked out of it at one point. I'm trying to think. So who are the guys who for sure haven't? It's Joe, um, AJ, Braun, right? Those are the and then Kane are the guys who didn't get to kick out. Yeah, they sort of built it up. Joe, Braun, like man, beating Braun with one F five. Yeah, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, I was frustrated. What by the this. no, no. Yeah, I was. No. I wasn't? No. Okay, I wasn't. No, you are. I'm just saying no to the booking. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Having Braun lose to one F5. When how many did Roman take? Seven? A million? Six, six yeah. Sixteen? Not good. It was, yeah, I, I feel frustrated with this. Uh, I like the color. I liked Roman getting all bloody. That was I thought amazing. that was cool as hell. And then Roman looked great. He realized how much I think. I mean, he bladed, but uh, yeah, of course he did. Uh, but uh, the Crimson Mask Roman looked awesome when he threw his hair back. I thought but, that was a hell of a visual. Then just sort of roared at Brock. I thought but, really cool. But again, if you're gonna give me that color, give me another ten minutes yeah, in the I, match. I fully agree with that. Yeah, it's. I need ten more minutes of like legit offense of cool stuff going back and forth. And false finishes. Look, what did we see last night? We saw Tabasco Champa versus Johnny Gargano. Tabasco. I obviously know what his name is. I'm just rubbing the joke that you hate. It's old Tabasco Champa. Like hot sauce in the wound, but it's Tabasco Champa. We saw Tabasco Champa versus Johnny Gargano. I don't have the official time on that. I'm going to say it went close to 45 or 50 minutes. That was yeah. a three-hour show, yeah. which is the longest show in NXT history. Probably. And the main event lived up to the hype as a blood feud that they've been building since the very moment both of those two characters entered NXT two and a half years ago. How cool is that that that's like an accurate statement? You know, like there's no hyperbole in what you said. That's really cool. Yeah. But at the same time, like I had said in the build to Charlotte versus Asuka in which I did not want a conclusive finish in that match. I wanted fucking uh, Carmella to cash in to give us a cheat finish because that's the best possible match you can build in the women's division. You should not give me a conclusive finish right now. Even though both of us agreed, it's still a cool thing. Yeah, and Asuka yeah. is not hurt by it in any way. I didn't want a conclusive finish there because that's the biggest match that you want to build towards and you can stretch it out as we saw with Roman and Brock over three years, and this has been a feud now building for three and a half years. Yeah, it didn't really deliver on that, did it? No, yeah. it did not at all. And if so, what did you like about it? And if Brock does leave at the end of all of this, if Brock does fucking peace out and fuck off to UFC, forever, I think in six months he will. I don't think now. Then again, it's like. What did we just do? Yeah. What was that? What was any of this? What was the last three years? What was three years ago? What was tonight? What was anything? But what did you like about the match? You said you liked it. I liked Roman being all bloodied. That was like a minute. I liked some of the offense of it yeah. on the Roman front. Are you a little over thought, Suplex City, Brock? Yeah. Yeah. This is what I said before the match started when 
Mr. Casual, John Cullen, was like, so do people like Brock now, or like Roman now? And I was mm-hmm. like, no, people do not like Roman at this point. What they do is hate Brock because Brock fucking sucks because Brock is a lazy piece of shit because Brock can't work a match that's longer than nine minutes. Well, he just did against AJ. Because Brock has... No, that was like nine and a half minutes. No, it's like 15 minutes. No, it's like for sure 11. You keep monologuing. I'll look it up. It... Because Brock can't work, because Brock has shitty cardio, because Brock is lazy, because guys that we like who get booked into feuds with Brock lose their overness because Brock kills it because he's a lazy piece of shit who doesn't want to do anything. Brock fucking sucks. I'm done with him. I don't want him to be the champion. I'm ready for literally anything else. Including Roman Reigns, including a babyface Roman Reigns championship run. I am ready for that if it means no more Brock, because fuck Brock. He's the worst champion ever. I'm so (laughs) done with it. I would rather watch Jinder Mahal have the title for another year Uh. than do another second of Brock Lesnar being a lazy fucking asshole i'm so done with it and so for us to get a match where i thought i could get on board with roman reigns winning and them not even giving me that it's like what was the point of any of the like flipping convention finishes tonight if not even the main event gave me the expected thing why did you do any of this wrestlemania why? What happened? What are you talking about? What happened on this entire show? Other Lots. than Oscar Charlotte, the whole thing was a fucking waste of time. What? <laughs> I fucking hate everything. Brock. That's was- how much I hate Brock as champion. That's like, like no. I'm obviously I'm drunk. <laughs> obviously I'm hyperbolizing. You said he was the worst champion ever. He's awful. He sucks. I'm so done. Just, Get the fuck out of here. So just so you don't. Go to UFC. Lose forever in UFC, you fucking doping piece of shit. You suck ass. Get the fuck out of here. Him and AJ was 15-25. Bullshit. <laughs> that includes their entrances. It does not. Tell them that. It does. No, look. I, I don't really know what I can I add ho- to that. I hope somebody out there can relate to anything that I just said. Well, I mean, you said so much. I feel like some words must resonate with someone. I mean, Did I speak maybe, on this episode? Maybe I went overboard. I maybe I went overboard on Brock. Maybe I went overboard with I mean, you called him the things. worst champion He's, ever. Dude, I'm so done with him. Yeah, I feel tired with the title reign, too, Look, for sure. like, I want to be 100% clear to the people listening to this, though. I don't think he's dude, anything near the worst you, champ ever. You know. Or, you know. When I, I talk about Dean Ambrose, it's usually in a denigrating way. Yeah, you because, don't like Dean. Because, but it's not that I don't like Dean. It's that you like Dean so much, I feel like I have to counter that. Sure, yeah. I'm sure you feel that in some ways about the way I speak about Seth and other guys that I love. That you Maybe, maybe not don't Seth, feel but yeah, way. maybe some other. I'm trying to think who you really like that I don't. Yeah, I guess Seth. Seth is like my dean for you, you know? Yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. So, like... I don't feel like you, like, actively dislike But, like, even having said that about Dean, one of the reasons that I hate Brock is the way that he killed Dean's character dead for almost an entire year by being a lazy piece of shit who didn't want to work a match against Dean when Dean was the most over babyface in the company. Yeah, I mean, that match is always going to disappoint me. But there's so many matches that he's had along the way over the span of the last three years that are just as disappointing as that. Because he's lazy what? and because he's awful. You think there's matches that are so as... Uh, 
he I, like look I'm a fat guy so I hate calling Brock Lesnar who is a literal meat golem <laughs> an out of shape piece of shit with no cardio <laughs> but like I, hang on, I think you need to back up just a little bit here Saying that all of his matches since have been as disappointing Name as Dean's. Name a one-on-one match with Brock outside of Goldberg, which was short and sweet, yeah. that lived up to the hype. Joe. In in some ways, yes, but again... AJ. Super. both di- ruled. All of these are disappointing because they all ate one F5 and died. Do you think those were disappointing matches, yes. Joe and AJ? Wow, I really don't feel that. I feel they were really good. Um, certainly not as disappointing as the Dean match. Um, we got a couple of listener questions here that I want to get to before we... Sorry, I like went on a tear for the last like 10 minutes I think straight. it's been roughly the last hour that you've done that. Uh, <laughs> Did I it... speak on this episode? Should I take another shot? Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jess, we got a couple questions in from this week. Our first one comes to us from uh, uh, Good Vietnam, and he asks, Do you think we could kill Gil and Pete Rosenberg in one shot? Also, can we try? Just rapid fire. Could we? Yeah, what are you you comparing me to Peter Rosenberg over here? I didn't, but, uh, you know, Book book of Floob did. Listen to me, Flooby, you old sack of crap. uh, (laughs) Oh, no. Look, I, I come on this show for free at my own volition. If I was anything like old uh, Peter Rosenberg, I'd be paying these boys thousands of dollars to be on this program. I say, yeah, I say uh, Gil should be paying to be on the show. And yes, I say kill them both and we should try. I think Peter Rosenberg should be shot into space. And not like on a shuttle, where we put him on a shuttle. Just and then instantly out of oxygen. And then like the shuttle is like sent into space forever and we never hear from it again. I think we like strap him to the outside of a ship that we're sending into the sun. That's like a garbage barge, basically. Yeah. It's like a barge of garbage, but for space that flies into the sun. And Peter Rosenberg is the primary cargo on it. Sorry there, Pete. Uh, next question. This is a good question. We touched on it a little bit. It comes from us from Wes Watanko, and he asks, was the last hour dull, or were we just exhausted? And I think it's a little from column A, a little from column B. I wouldn't say the hour was dull, but I do think that uh, is fatigue real. is definitely a factor. Burnout is real. Not as bad as the Triple H versus Roman year, where the burnout was extremely real. Yeah. I mean, we clearly are fired up enough to do this show right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know that I could have done a show at the end of the fucking Roman versus Triple H WrestleMania, which yeah. was like, whoo, boy, very bad. That yeah, was not great. Justin, another question here from uh, at Fruits Are Edible. It's Fruits Are Edible, and he asks, whose victory were you most upset with? And try to spin it as a positive from a potential story perspective. So uh, I'll, I'll jump in on this one. I don't know about most disappointed in, but... I would have said that John Cena should have beat The Undertaker there if this is one and done for The Undertaker. But if I'm to spin it into a, a positive light, you're you're starting a feud with Taker. He shows up on Raw tomorrow and he says, hey, the next pay-per-view, whatever it is, or even Money in the Bank, hell, even SummerSlam. It's backlash, I think. There we go. Whatever it is, if you set up a feud, I, c- I could be very happy with that. How about you, Justin? Um, hmm. What is my most disappointing outcome from this entire night? Probably Brock. Yeah, it sounds like that was Pro- yeah, <laughs> which which is what a t- what a ridiculous turn of events. <laughs> it's crazy, right? What an impossible. This is the swerve of this all. This was swerves the plan all along. That I'm like, fuck you for not giving me a Roman Reigns victory. But look, every step of the way along this feud, Roman has been right when he's like, Brock wasn't at work tonight. What the fuck is up with that? Yeah, not, not and nobody right. has an answer. 
It's true, Brock. So how would you pause it? It's lazy and stupid, yeah. and he doesn't. We know how you feel. TV. Okay, all right, all right. I, I, what would you do to spin it positively? I don't uh, even. I don't, I don't even know. I don't know to have a positive result for this because, like, okay, good. Then we'll move no, on to the next. No, 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 no. But like, what if Brock just leaves in a month and instead he of won't. losing the title to anyone, we get like an open tournament? Well, that would be. Yeah, if Brock loses, they getting a pin. That'd be terrible for sure. Yeah, because they've built him up. They gave him the Undertaker win. They squashed John Cena. They did all of these things where they built him up to be unstoppable for someone to get that rub. And I guess like I'm a huge hypocrite right now for being like, why didn't Roman get that rub? But I don't think anyone is ultimately going to get it other than Roman. So why didn't you just rip the Band-Aid and give it to me right now? Because I'm not going to be more interested in it in four months than I am right now. When my meaning for like wanting this to be over is that I simply want it to be over. I think uh, it's going to feel great when Daniel Bryan makes him tap. I hope, uh, I hope, I hope against hope that you're correct. I hope so too. If you are. It'll be like one of the happiest moments of my entire life. Yeah, and else. that's a shoot, brother. You better believe that's it. That's a shoot. Our next question to us comes from AO at 0687 on Twitter. And he asks a question that I haven't really thought about, Justin. I wonder, uh, what's next for Roman Reigns? We all thought The Miz. We yeah. all thought that Roman would be the universal champion and Miz would be in the universal title picture. So what do you think now? knows i think they go back to the samoa joe feud is my guess i hope so yeah i think it's it's joe roman that that would be my guess but i don't know who who wins maybe maybe like here's a here's a wild here's the most left field thing that they could do go ahead which might also be the most fun coming out of this mania yeah could they potentially segue into a roman versus matt hardy feud no but it'd be interesting you you could be interested in that no. <laughs> it just feels like too weird of a pairing. Uh, uh, I don't I'm know. just trying to throw out yeah. the most left field thing possible. Oh, for sure. No, uh, it would definitely be left field. It might be interesting. Sure. I, again, it's like anything. If you book it right, I'll be into it. Uh, Justin, Fair. two more questions here. First one from Anders Lau at A Lau Brother, and he asks, which WrestleMania wa- matches are worth a post-spoilers watch? So if you read all the results of tonight's Mania, what matches should you still go back and watch? I thought Charlotte versus Asuka was dope as hell. Yeah, I would say that. You definitely want to watch Ronda Rousey so you have some function of uh, what I'm she looks so, like. like I don't, did we say this earlier? I'm very drunk. I can't remember. Yeah. I'm so excited to see Ronda wrestle real wrestlers. Yeah, man. Uh, I made mention of that. There's a lot of reason I to think that. I probably also mentioned that. Yeah, but uh, lots of reason to be excited. Watch about that one. Watch Daniel Bryan's return because super emotional and awesome to see him do any offense yeah. at all. Um, I would also say eh, maybe post spoilers, not as much, but uh, the IC title match yeah. was. Uh, I you, feel like because it was the first match of the show, it sort of got forgotten. I'm a bit. forgetting about it the most. Yeah, it was really good, and I think especially if you were in uh, in a special rush, go just watch the last two minutes of that match because there's some real fun things going on. And, Justin, finally, a question from a former guest on the show from Friday. It's not even a question. All he says is, my question. And it comes from Will Macklin. Will Macklin's show on Twitter, and he asks, Debry beats Bork tomorrow at Raw. And I think that's a beautiful sentiment to end tonight's show on. Look, I, I like your fantasy booking. I like Will's fantasy booking. I have no faith in WWE ever. Ever in a million years putting Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns on the same show in yeah. this brand split. Because 
it would fly in the face of everything that they've tried to do with Roman Reigns. Well, Brock's definitely going to SmackDown, so that. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, that'll... uh... Mate, ultimately? (laughs) No, you know what? Ultimately, that is not the crazy... That might be the number one thing that makes sense out of any of the... He just brings the universal title. AJ brings the world to Raw, and Brock brings the universal to SmackDown. And I think, ladies and gentlemen, that will do it for our WrestleMania weekend coverage. Thank you so much for tuning in. Coming out on the Patreon, hey. that's patreon.com slash topmarks. You're going to hear the, the Lucha Underground. That's right. You're going to hear half marks, not bonus marks. There's more coming out. I think a mailbag episode. Uh, you'll hear this and then an actual episode of Top Marks later on this week. Sorry I'm so drunk and racist. <laughs> it's my big regret for the entire weekend. And with that, be hot. Be spicy. Tastes great. Hey, before we wrap this up with Curry Man, we met Curry Man, and we didn't say anything about it last week. Let's do that for the banter. No, let's talk about it right now. Yeah, be all of those things taste great because they're Curry Man. I mentioned earlier in the show that Curry Man Randy match sucked. It was awful. It was disappointing. It was such a letdown, but. Having met Christopher Daniels and having him signed my Curry Man mask and having him taken a picture with me that I spent $10 on, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, one of the great thrills of my life. <laughs> Be- because... No, because that was really good. It li- no, it, it lives up to everything we've done with this show. I couldn't be more pleased. You can look at uh, my signed Curry Man mask right up there on the mat, the mantle. And you can look at my signed Curry Man mask n- on my Instagram. And also, fuck you, I'm drunk. <laughs> if this is your first time listening to the show, please come back. <laughs> why, why did you pick this one as the gateway? Why did, why? Why did you do that? Why, why did we drink a shot of jack? <laughs>